Hello, everybody. This is Ian Beckles, and welcome back to the Plant Power Podcast. Hopefully, everybody's having a wonderful week, and this is going to be a fun uh, this episode for me. This young man who I have uh, to my right, I uh, met him quite a few years ago, uh, got one of those innovative minds in the world of uh, cannabis and, uh, and, and, and the plant world, and we're going to pick his brain a little bit, but first, I want to show some love to Cureleaf who is our title sponsor. I was there just yesterday and I'll probably be there a little bit later today. They always have wonderful uh, deals and I just think they treat their people the best. So you have choices. If you don't have your medical marijuana card, shame on you, you need to go get it. Uh, just do things legally because that's the way to do it. Uh, go get your medical marijuana card and go head over to Cure Relief and uh, get treated like a king. Now, this young man next to me here uh, is one of the rock stars in the Bay Area. Uh, Mr. Garen Angel, how you doing, brother? Great, man. Always good to see you. I love you. I love you. I love you. Nothing but love, uh, brother. Nothing but love. So this is exciting for me. We've been friends for many years, and and we've been talking about doing this. And just when I'm with you, I have good energy. I feel it it rubs off. So uh, I'm excited to to chat with your guests, chat with your audience. Well, this is going to be fun. Garen uh, is the originator of Magical Butter, correct? Yeah. You're you're the the man. Now. Correct me at any time. Magical butter is now magical, or is there is there two different entities? So Magical Butter is now Magical Brands okay. as the parent company, and we have several entities under that that are working on different parts of the plant world. Mm-hmm. And in in this space, it's easy to understand that different countries have different laws. For example, Canada has fully legal cannabis on a federal level, whereas the U.S. doesn't. So you can see how there's different opportunities in Canada to touch the plant and still be fully federally compliant that don't exist yet in in the U.S. So even the dispensaries are operating at a federally illegal level still. I'm sure most of the people listening understand that. Uh, you know, we've always tried to stay in the in the very black and white space of federally legal in any country we operate in. Smart. That's a, that's a smart way to do it. You know, I have two kids. I don't yeah, really you know, think that a yeah, jail cell is, is no, 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 where no. I want to be in life. Yeah, I'm I see just, movies and I see jail and I'm just trying to not be in jail anytime yeah. soon. I'm old Amen. and I've, I've, I've spent all the, the tough years and I don't want to spend the back end of the years in jail. I just want to, I want to hang out and smoke some good weed. That's what it's all about. I don't think they get good weed in jail last time, last time I checked. Now, magical... Yeah, let's go to one thing though <laughs> yeah. on that. So... We just had a beautiful lunch together, and uh, we were talking a little bit about where the world is Mm -hmm. with regards to legislation. Now, recognizing that we're talking about inhabiting Mars in the next 10 years, Mm -hmm. and we're still making consuming cannabis on Earth illegal. (laughs) And that's that's what's so dumb about Mm. our, our approach. I know that we've had these debates forever, but... When you really just put it in the context of where society is and how advanced civilization is, mm-hmm. and yet the restrictions that that are embedded in the system are just broken. So we got to get rid of old politicians. Well, well, good luck with that, okay? Because there's not too many young ones out there. And it's, to me, it's not even a debate anymore. What are we debating anymore? Because when I'm sitting here and I'm watching, you know, now that I'm into the plant world, okay, cannabis, uh, I dabble a little bit with the mushrooms and the psilocybin, and we're going to talk about that in a little bit. Now that I'm involved in that, I try to watch as many videos and YouTube videos, and I'm watching doctors sitting there telling me how it could be beneficial. Why, are, why is there still the negative side to that? Is a stigma still? So the only reason for it is the economics. And 
cannabis is a weed. You can grow it at home. It's mm -hmm. not very difficult to grow. Mushrooms are, are you know, they, they really grow very well with uh, the right climate. And when you take the economics out of healthcare, think about the, the amount of jobs that are lost sure. and the displacement of really a lot of the largest corporations in the world. So it's, it's, a, it's a screwed up situation we're in, but when you look at John Hopkins and University of South Florida right here in Tampa, mm -hmm. you've got a lot of research institutions that are doing good work in this space and writing papers for physicians to then reference in their own, own use. In Canada, one thing that's very interesting is a physician can prescribe uh, you know, natural compounds to people, mm -hmm. even if it's not FDA approved. Okay. So that's different than it is in this country. It's different okay. than it is in this country. Okay. So they're more advanced with regards to you know prescribing psilocybin for Correct. mental health issues, and so and they are they're all to that point in Canada. Yeah, there's wow. uh, there's 17 patients now that have received. Uh, psilocybin licenses to consume wow. and 27 organizations that have received licenses to manufacture wow. sell uh controlled substances sure, absolutely now talk to me way back when when you're in the cannabis world uh you you and your buddies i don't know you're smoking weed i don't know how it all started but there had to be a aha moment when the light went off when you say to yourself this magical butter machine is essential when, when was that? And can you remember that? Because, listen, I've had my magical butter machine for years, like 10 years or something like that. It's improved throughout the years. But to me, the magical butter machine is like Kleenex, if I'm not mistaken. Like, you guys are, are it. And then everybody else that comes afterwards are just are pretenders now. How did you come up with that philosophy first? So, it's exactly what you said it's that cannabis is a dietary essential. And our entire team is passionate about delivering that message to the world, along with tools that make consuming cannabis very easy. So we've taken the chemistry, if you will, out of you having to understand what's going on. And we made it so everybody can infuse soup sauces and salad dressings mm. And that's what made us the staple is we delivered the goods we gave you the education on how you should do it. And we worked with the top scientists and researchers on uh, how and why this is beneficial for people who are struggling. Sure. And a lot of people, Western medicine leaves behind. When you go to like China, for example, mm -hmm. or some of these Asian countries where plant-based medicines and are, are traditional in the approach. They're more prevalent, for sure. It, it, it's a different psyche. Mm -hmm. and, and so we're kind of bridging the gap of and balancing nature and technology with our devices, our messaging, the way we approach it. And it's really just we help people. And sure. the easiest way in life to help yourself is to help someone else. And we we have made a, a, a living out of helping people. Sure. And uh, just we wake up in the morning and we want to say cheers to goodness. Together we win. How, how, how can we get better together? That's how do we beautiful. live longer? That's beautiful. Talk to me about the evolution of the magical butter machine. It's the machine. And the machine itself doesn't look much different than the beginning. I'm, I'm thinking of a line I don't know because I'm telling you when I first saw it. But it just seems like the accessories around it have been growing as exponentially as the years have been going on. It's just about making the experience that much 
more efficient, not much easier. Yeah, I, I like to compare it to like the Porsche 911, right? Okay. It's, it's a classic, mm -hmm. but it's brand new. Okay. And you understand what I'm saying. When sure. you look at that mm -hmm. car, it's always fresh, but it, it has the same styling. So what we've done is we go under the hood, mm -hmm. we fine tune the programming, we, we change the blades and the, and, and, and the heating elements, and uh, we, we do it all based on testing. So mm -hmm. we do our extracts and then we fine tune and tweak to give people the best end user experience, mm -hmm. the best, uh, the best just extraction sure. methodology sure. And, and we don't deviate a lot from our plan because mm -hmm. it's the best product on the market There's we no extract better yeah. than anyone else yeah. so like when you when you do that you want to keep the form factor in place and so we use the best materials mm -hmm. and we, we make the best extracts. Well, I mean, I just had some of your gummies. I had a couple of them, and I'm feeling pretty good about myself. Pretty darn good. Uh, we're looking to get some of those gummies in the uh, Dignitary Tea and Kava House. Absolutely delicious. Now, you know, when you first got into this whole thing with, with the marijuana, once again, uh, you and the fellas, have you always been into making the butters and the tinctures and, and the oils? Because this is kind of new to me. Everybody started with pot brownies. Yep. That, like that's yep. like everybody starts with pot brownies. And unfortunately, after your third day of eating a brownie, I don't know about you, but I don't want another brownie. <laughs> like I don't yeah. want another brownie. Sure, it's, yeah. it's not even desirable yeah, to me. Sure. And, and so this whole thing was to help a friend with Crohn's disease. Mm -hmm. Like it, our our core mission is to really advance health and wellness through technology okay. with regards to plant extracts. Sure. And so. It was about advancing the brownie. Mm. And, and so what's the advance to the brownie? I don't know about you listeners, but do you like to go and have, you know, your lunch and a beer, right? Sure. Or your lunch and, and, and or your dinner and a glass of wine, mm -hmm. right? And you want that because you take the edge off a little bit in life. Mm -hmm. Well, we understand that alcohol is an inflammatory and it, it, it hurts our body. Mm -hmm. Whereas cannabis is a dietary essential. So if you can start infusing soup, sauces, and salad mm. dressings, you can make healthier choices, mm -hmm. but get that, you get your dietary essential in, but you're also not consuming some of the substances that might be inflammatory for your body. Mm -hmm. So for me, it was about creating substitutes that made me lean into my food. Mm -hmm. That was more conscious and colorful plates of healthy nutrients. Sure. Now, our world is changing in front of us, okay? Uh, as somebody who's been in the cannabis business, I haven't been in as long as you have. You've been in a long time now. How are you seeing the cannabis business? And the cannabis industry is going to excel regardless. It's, I'm not worried about the cannabis industry. I'm really kind of worried about everybody else, it seems like. It seems like everybody else seems to be the road barriers to, for us to get things done. What do you see our world going? We're here in Florida. We, we still get our med medical marijuana car. We still have ways to go recreational. Where do you see this going here in the next year or two? So in the next year or two, I, I, I see a lot more talk about the recreational use or adult use of cannabis. Okay. Uh, and I, I think it's going to happen. I don't know if it's going to happen prior to the presidential election or if it's going to okay. be the, the mainstay of the presidential election. But somewhere between now and sure. 2024, 
I think legalization is is, is likely uh, to occur, mostly because banking, right? So you've got this, anyone who isn't familiar with banking, there's so much anti-money laundering. When you make a deposit, you may have heard about $10,000, they have to fill out a form. Well, they, they want to track all of the money so they, they know where terrorism or, or whatever it is they're looking for. Mm -hmm. Well, then you take something that's federally legal and you make everybody pay in cash. So the system's completely broken from a banking perspective. So I, I think it has to happen mm -hmm. for banking purposes. That's why cannabis is going to be legalized. Much further than that, though, is all of plant-derived compounds are having their moment right now. Mm -hmm. Every dog has its day. Yeah. And, uh, you know, all of, these, all of these compounds have been really bastardized in the media and, and, and in messaging from federal governments and not focusing on how they're actually a solution to a lot of our, our problems. So I, I think that we're seeing that happen when you have, you know, the John Hopkins of the world mm -hmm. and the Mount Sinai's conducting, UCLA conducting high value research. Uh, there's no way that physicians are gonna sit on their hands mm -hmm. and not allow this. Mental health is a, a catastrophe. Mental mm -hmm. health in this country is awful. Yes it is, it's yes awful. it is. It's awful. We're in a funny place, though. Like, we're, we're in a funny place to where I get what's happening, okay? We're going through some tough times. But I also... Are we? I, I don't... I think we're going we're gonna to say... Are we? I think our mentality is going to be the same in this because, listen, I'm on the radio, and people are talking about how tough times are and this and that. I said, okay, I get it. Times are tough. I get it. There's a syndrome for everything. Whatever happened to toughen the fuck up. But let's go to tough times, right? Mm -hmm. And I know this is a little off topic for a plan, but I also think mental health is important, mm -hmm. right? And, and understanding the game you're playing is how you set your mind up to win. Unemployment's at historical lows. Correct. Okay. Houses are at historical highs. Mm -hmm. The stock market's at historical highs. Yeah. Just, <laughs> like, you can't buy a car. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I, I, like, where is that? Mm -hmm. And I understand that people are struggling, mm -hmm. but... Also, you've never had so much opportunity. Correct. So I, I don't, Correct. you know, I, I, I don't know that we're in. It, my concern is that if you're characterizing this as a tough time, mm -hmm. what happens okay. when it's a tough when time? It's really tough. Like, like we, 2008, 2009. Yeah. That was tough times. Sure. That was tough times. Mm -hmm. That was a that was a kick in the pants. Like that hurt. Sure. Like, I don't care who you were. Mm -hmm. That was painful. The sure. stock market was getting crushed. Everybody's houses getting, were, everybody's houses were underwater. Mm -hmm. You couldn't sell a car, mm -hmm. right? Like there were, nobody was paying for construction materials or, sure. or, or, or pay, dining out. Like that was a tough time. Yep. So I think just framing people's minds up properly is incredibly important. And 10 second meditations are the key to that. Mm. So if you, if you just want to take a break and like, let's do a quick 10 second meditation for it. your guests. So here's an easy one for people. If you're engaging with, with someone, mm -hmm. look at the twinkle in their eye for mm -hmm. 10 seconds, mm -hmm. right? And as they're talking to you or you're talking to them, and then tell them, say, you know, I, I really admire the twinkle in your eye. You, you have a beautiful soul. That's and meditation? That, that's meditation. Okay. 10 seconds of looking at the grass and saying, wow, that grass is green. Mm -hmm. And think about the water that has to come from the sky and the nutrients that it does to the ground below. That's meditation. And what you do when you're doing that is you're, you're developing the gray area in the right side of your brain. Mm. And by doing that, you're allowing yourself to be happier. 
So I, I know that was a, a, no, no, a windy that's, road, but that's what it's about, the, yeah. the thing here is about providing people with good data, right? And, no and, doubt. And, and those 10 second meditations are a way to have better data in your mind and to be happier. Listen, I'm 54 years old, I'm getting up there in age. I know I'm at a part of my life where I just need to make some better choices and I'm starting to develop some of those better choices. And I know meditation is one thing when I, when I see people that are usually older than me and wiser than me, um, meditation is part of it. And there's something to meditation about, you know, clearing your mind and having your mind in the right place. So I want, I would like to get meditation as part of my regiment. I just don't know how to really implement it. So, and I think that's probably the, that was my problem too. And I'm okay. sure most of you listeners out there are challenged with the same mm -hmm. issue. And the beauty of 10 second meditation is it's 10 seconds. Okay. You can't meditate because after 45 seconds, you start to lose focus. And, and now you're thinking about a squirrel mm -hmm. or about, you know, any, anything else going on. Sure. Mm -hmm. and, and so... I think breaking it down to something that you can focus on mm -hmm. and making it purposeful. So when you're brushing your teeth, mm -hmm. uh, when you're going to the bathroom, mm -hmm. when you're ordering a drink, right? Like these are times where you can set triggers in your mm -hmm. brain to say, I'm going to take 10 seconds here. When, when the, the icebreaker, when you're meeting someone, mm -hmm. looking them in the eye and giving them that compliment and letting them know you're mm -hmm. deeply engaged. Yeah. That That's is a, meditation. See, I do that. I never really thought of that as meditation. Though. I do that. It for is, sure. yeah. right? Like looking at a sunset and just getting lost in, in that yeah. sunset for 10 seconds mm -hmm. and the magnificence of it. Sure. So I, I was with uh, um, some guys uh, last week and they put me through. It wasn't really meditation. It was a workout program. They put me on a stationary bike and there was some oxygen and they gave me some breathing, uh, you know, different uh, apparatuses, doing some stuff. And it was amazing how when I got off the bike, how clear-minded I was. And it was because of the breathing, because of the oxygen. And like, like I said, that's part of my life that I would like to improve. And I think uh, the, uh, the young man, I remember Damien, I had him on the last show. Everything was, emphasis, his emphasis was breathing, breathing, breathing. And he says, you know what's funny? All those years you were in athletics, nobody ever really taught you about breathing. How did I go? It's funny, no. And I know how important breathing is. To me, breathing and meditation is pretty much the same thing. 1,000%. Mm -hmm. So, you know, one of the quick 10-second meditations mm -hmm. is close your eyes, focus mm -hmm. on the temperature of the air coming into your nostrils, the temperature of the air going out of your nostrils, mm -hmm. right? Another one is do that and feel feel your fingertips. Okay. So all of these are, are tricks to the trade. Mm. And breathing is incredibly important. That is sure. meditation. It's, it's And the reason why when you did that exercise, mm -hmm. you felt better mm. is because you increased your mindfulness. Correct. And when you increase your mindfulness, it's like watching all of the gauges on your dashboard. Mm -hmm. You're, you know where to apply, you know, resources in your body. Sure. So one of the things like with meditation is you can focus on the right side of your brain. Mm -hmm. You can, as you're doing your meditation, focus on building that muscle on the right side of the brain. And if you sit there and you work out any muscle long sure. enough, you build it. Yeah, sure. And, and so that's the, the whole process sure. of what you're trying to accomplish. Wow. Now, the plants help. No, no doubt. Now, Brad, a uh, young man who was just here, um, he has a company, uh, Pure Gold, Clear Gold, Clear Gold, and uh, Delta 8 is their thing, okay? And listen, I've been a cannabis guy for a long time now. Can Delta 8 kind of showed up after cannabis, okay? Not literally, but 
I never heard of Delta 8 and, or smoking cannabis, and all of a sudden Delta 8 came out. I'm like, the hell is that? So, like, it's really new to me. Brad is into it. Brad is not even a THC guy. Then I brought, then I heard you say something that kind of baffled my mind. You were talking about how the Delta 8 high is different than the Delta 9 high. And explain that because as somebody who indulges in THC, it doesn't make sense for me to go back to Delta 8. But you're trying to tell me that Delta 8 has some benefits and a, it's a different feel, I guess. So it's a different feel. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I think Delta 8 keeps you a little more in in the room than okay. in your head and okay. so uh, you know anybody who's had delta nine or you know an excessive amount of delta mm -hmm. nine you can get lost in your brain okay. and any any thc or sure. any stimulant yes. can do that right yes, too much can. coffee can do that yes, to you. Um, but delta eight seems to be better tolerated mm -hmm. and it is a lot of, for people who have been consuming Delta 9 for mm -hmm. a while, Delta 8 it would be similar to, you know, when you're, when you're consuming the same flower strain for a while mm -hmm. and you switch flowers. Yeah, it's just, it's just, it's, it's completely different feeling. Mm -hmm. It's a different molecule. The molecules are very same, uh, very similar for, for anybody who wants to dig into this a little bit. It's really the difference is the double bond is just on the eighth ring instead of the ninth ring. It's not that much different from a, a molecule mm -hmm. perspective. Uh, but it does it does act a little sure. different uh, on the consumption side. Well, I'm going to start dabbling a little bit. You gave me a couple of gummies. And I'm going to, like, my thing is, I I'm, I got THC in me all the time. So when I take a Delta 8, I don't think I get the real benefit. You see what I'm saying? Now, do you take uh, time off? So one of the things that I think is very beneficial is every six to eight weeks mm -hmm. to take a week to two weeks off. Completely. Completely off. Really? Completely off. So and what does that do? It resets your receptors. Okay. Um, it also allows you to live a James Bond life. So you can, uh, THC mm -hmm. really mutes some emotions, right? Mm -hmm. Which is in a good way. So you don't get, mm -hmm. you know, a, you know, a, maybe anxiety or stress mm -hmm. or, but I also think some of those warning signals are telling you what you should focus on a little bit. So I, I feel like the, the mix is the right blend. And then if you're doing the meditation so you can control your thoughts, you're really programming yourself to win because mm. you're seeing what you need to focus on. And then again, just applying resources to help build a better life for yourself. It's funny you say that. I've always been that guy to take, I was, I was like, I've been a drinker my whole life, okay? But you have great discipline. I like do, You're, you're I do. now a vegan. No, you're, yeah, yeah. You, I, don't, you don't consume any alcohol. Like, no, yeah, like I, you're, you're, you have incredible discipline. I'm, I'm an extreme person, okay? I'm an extreme person with discipline. Because I was that guy that played football and would go out and drink. But then one year I was like, I'm going to stop drinking. It'll be better for me. So I had to stop. So what my thing now is, if I would take two weeks off of Delta 9 and I'm not drinking... Like, I don't need to be coming in and shooting up the building. You know what I mean? Everybody needs a little something. Okay, but so maybe that's a period where you microdose for two weeks. Mm. Okay, and ah. and maybe with that, what you do is five days on, two days off, right? Okay. So you're, you're... You're talking microdosing with psilocybin you're talking psilocybin, about? Psilocybin, okay. right? Okay. So maybe you, you change script mm -hmm. for, for that window. Um, I'm going to tell you that mm -hmm. your body will feel good when you 
also don't have THC in your body. And I think part of your fear is, look, you're a professional athlete, right? Like you you carry some war wounds with you. Sure, yes, I do. And so the problem is, is that pain management is typically about staying ahead of the pain. Correct. But what happens internally is when you're flooding it with molecules, Mm -hmm. you stop some of your endogenous compound production. Mm -hmm. And then when you're, you, it's it's almost like a keyboard. So like, when you're sitting on those receptors with molecules, mm-hmm. they, sh- they stop producing, gotcha. okay? And then when you lift your fingers off the keys, uh-huh. then they st- your body starts uh, to produce endogenous mm-hmm. compounds again for that re- to sit in that mm-hmm. receptor to receive again. So you're, you're really doing yourself a good service sure. by, by playing the right notes of your, of your uh, system. I'm gonna take heed to that, seriously. I mean, I, I... I agree with what you just said. That sometimes, just like everything else, you become acclimated to stuff, and uh, just, just you'll the other, feel better. Absolutely, I, I, like the I first that, two yeah. or three days. Yes. So I'll walk you through it. Yes. The first two or three days, you're gonna feel great. Like you'll be like, yes, this yeah. is amazing, yeah. right? And then probably towards like day five, you're mm. gonna you're, you're gonna, gonna miss like, something probably. Correct. Yes. But that's how you know your receptors are resetting, mm. yes. right? You, and, and then by like day seven. Mm-hmm you know, you're going to go back and, and consume again. But the difference is, is instead of, you know, macro consumption, mm-hmm. micro consumption is going to do it for you. Sure. And, and so when you're micro consuming, it actually works much better for your body. It's when we lay on the keys sure, is yeah, when yeah. we're, we're flooding the system and it becomes inefficient. Listen, I've laid on the keys with the psilocybin for me. I'm, I'm not really that big into it. Like when you talk about a microdose, how much are you talking about? So, look, you know, it's individual, Correct. right? And yes. in, in fairness, like you're a professional yes, athlete, I, yes, you I know, am. you're, you're a bigger guy. Yes, and, I can take more than yes. You know, <laughs> and you've also been around the block with pharmaceuticals, yes, I, yes, I right? Like they shoved them down your throat when you were playing. You know what's funny? I didn't take a lot of pills. That's I was, good. I was scared of pills, good. Which, Thank is, God. which is good. Thank God. No, right? no like, doubt. A lot like, of my buddies that weren't scared of pills are gone. Yeah. A lot of them like, are. You know, look, is that the reason why I'm... Professional football players, average life expectancies in their 50s. That's part of it. Right? Like it's cause that's part of it. They're crushing their liver. That and you're so you... smashing your head into somebody as a living. Yeah. That's never a good thing. But just the way they treated us back in the day. And listen, I'm on the radio now and people always talk about, well, you knew what you were getting into. And to be honest with you, we didn't. No. We really didn't. I mean, they still kind of don't. Because the NFL to this point still has not really even admitted that having numerous concussions is detrimental to your health. They have not really admitted that. Well, them, those 32 rich or wealthy set of a guns, uh, they don't concede too much. You know what I mean? One billionaire doesn't concede too much. Try to have 32 billionaires concede to something. The weird thing is the stance against cannabis that remains today when, uh, like, I have a lot of professional football mm-hmm. player friends. I know you do as sure. well. Mm-hmm. Let's be realistic. A lot of them consume cannabis. Mo- Actually, mm-hmm. while I played, I was the only guy who didn't consume right, cannabis. Okay. <laughs> and I used to be the guy who used to pee for everybody. I was the only guy with the clean pee. <laughs> so I've been, and things have come a long way, and I've done so much cannabis in the last few years. Nobody wants my pee. <laughs> Unfortunately, we're out of time. Garen, brother, it's always been wonderful. You, you're the man, dog. For I love real. You, magical the man. butter, the man. magical products, period. That's the hey, guy. we're going to do a giveaway, too, connected to this podcast. Absolutely. Newport Richie in the house. Everybody have a wonderful week. Clap power.